Hi there and welcome to Global Heart Church. Uh, I'm Jared Keane, the senior pastor, and wherever you are tuning in from around the world today, really, really hope and pray that in our planning of this message that it's going to really inspire you for the great journey that you are on and uh, for the great calling that you have in your own life. So enjoy the message and really pray that it's a blessing to you today. All right, I'm continuing on everybody. Uh, our theme for this year is Wisdom Builds the House, which I think uh, you've heard by now. And so I just thought I would talk today on what's so, so important. Wisdom builds the house, but we need to be careful that we don't race into other things when the foundation of wisdom is God's Word. So the foundation uh, for all wisdom is God's Word. So this, uh, the title of this message is Building Upon the Word of God. Because your foundation and my foundation, if it's upon God's Word, we're going to be successful and we're going to be strong in Jesus' Name. So Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 to 28, Jesus spoke and He said this, He said, Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man or a wise woman who built their house on the rock and the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against the house and it fell and great was the fall of it. And when Jesus finished these sayings, the crowds were astonished at His teaching. Everybody, God's Word there, Jesus speaking, telling us that uh, people are doing two things in life. And here's the question for all of us today. What are you building on? Are you building on rock or are you building on sand? Jesus says, are you building on rock or are you building on sand? And He reminds us that the rain, the storms, the storms of life, the challenges of life are going to come. Not many people bypass storms and challenges in life, but He's saying, if you are building upon the rock, the Word of God, upon Jesus Christ, Jesus is saying, then your house will stand. And it'll stand strong and uh, you'll be blessed. And if you heard me just a week or two before I went away, I was just saying how when you read God's Word, when it talks about blessing and cursing, it doesn't talk about it in the next month or two months. When God talks about the blessing on your life, He's talking that at the end of your life, you'll look back and go, wow, I'm blessed. And I was blessed. Some of the greatest things that will happen, everybody, in your life will happen when you're older. Come on up. The view's good. (laughs) But as I'm getting older, I'm seeing things now that, you know, I didn't see when I was younger, when I was a newer Christian. But now at four decades of being a Christian, now at an older stage, I'm like, well, look at that and look at that. And how did that happen? And there's a blessing and God sees the blessing on your life uh, by the end of your life. And also too, if you're walking out away from God and you're not uh, walking with the Lord, you may not see uh, the challenges coming, but the Bible talks about the blessing and the cursing. And you can get to the end of your life and then suddenly go, hang on a minute, how did I get here? And more importantly, how did my children and grandchildren get here? And so the, that will be built, determined by what we built on. So everybody, I want to encourage you, God has called us to build upon His Word. And once again, for all of us to not just have His Word on Sunday for that you know, hour and a half, but we go, Lord, I'm bringing Your Word into my house Monday to Friday. I'm bringing Your Word into my heart Monday to Friday so that You will build on the rock. Sue and I have been building our lives. We both grew up in families that were building on sand and our lives crumbled. 
our relationships crumbled, we crumbled. And then uh, at the end of our teen years, both of us became Christians. And then for those four decades now, I've been building upon the rock of Jesus Christ and His Word. And the outcome is completely different to people who I knew back years ago. Uh, the outcome is completely different. And uh, I wanna encourage you, God has got a great outcome, but He's teaching us here, what are you building on will determine the outcome of your life. Uh, the Word of God, you know, is uh, so important, everybody. And Psalm 119 verse 105 says this, Your Word is a lamp to my feet, it's a light to my path. Your Word is a lamp to my feet and it's a light to my path. So when you're in God's Word, he, you will suddenly go, hang on, that's what I should be doing today. There's the lamp. <laughs> God's teaching you, hang on, walk here today. Then there's a light to your path as you're in the Word and God will give you, uh, you know, what you need for the day. And then He'll also give you enough that you see far enough ahead to be able to walk into what God is calling you to do right now. How many people on planet Earth feel completely lost? So many. How many people feel like, I don't know what to do. I don't know why I'm here. I don't know where I'm going. And then for the believer, and you know, doesn't matter when you start, but start, when you're in God's Word, suddenly you're like, okay, I've got wisdom for the day. The lamp, has got, the lamp of God's Word has shown me, here's what to do today. And if you're in a very challenging season, everybody, which we have been in and every person will go in at some stage, listen, if you have to live by one hour at a time, live by one hour at a time. And say, Lord, show me today what to do in the next hour. What should I do? Lord, show me what to do in the hour after that. And, uh, and then Lord, show me what I should be doing in 2023. Lord, I need the light to my path. And God will start to drop uh, wisdom into your heart and into your life from His Word. When Sue and I moved to uh, uh, England in the 90s to uh, plant what became London Christian Life Centre and became London Hillsong Church, when we moved there, I can remember saying to Sue, I don't know whether to go north or south in this city. And I, London's a huge city for those who are there. Her dad was living in South London. And, uh, and I just said to Sue, I just got to pray because um, there was not a clarity of where we should go. And we prayed and I said, Lord, speak to me from Your Word. And then I read Jeremiah 13, verse 20, I think, even to this day, it's still in my head. And when I read my daily reading, so I'm following along a daily reading in God's Word every day, this chapter, then the next couple of chapters, then the next. And so I open my Bible and I read Jeremiah 13, 20. It said, look to the north for there is your beautiful sheep. I was like, <laughs> I said to Sue, Have, look at this. And she's like, well, we know where to go. We're going north. That was an amazing word. And we started church there. And today they've actually uh, bought the building that they're using in Golders Green in North London today is where they've established the building. So, so God wants to lead you, everybody, but He can't lead you if you're not in His Word. If you're not, if you're not in His Word, there's no lamp, there's no light coming from God because there's one thing to do your thing. My thing is frustrating. My thing is hard work. My thing is tiring. But when I'm doing God's thing, it's anointed and it's graced in Jesus' Name. Amen. Amen. Matthew 24 verse 35 says, heaven and earth will pass away. So eventually heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. God's words will last forever. How amazing is that? So when you're reading God's Word, they're the only thing that's eternal. 
beyond your uh, salvation in eternity. But the Bible tells us His words are eternal. They will not pass away. 2 Timothy chapter 3, you're going to get a lot of Scriptures today, everybody. If you're taking a note, you can have a look at these later. Just take the, the Scripture verse title down. But 2 Timothy 3.16 says so powerfully, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God. And it's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God or the woman of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good word. So listen, everybody, you've got good works to do, but you need the equipping to go with the good work. And so the Bible is saying God's Scripture is given by inspiration of God. Another translation says, I love it, by the breath of God. God breathed, so in case you didn't know, He breathed on 40 to 44 different men and women across the world on three continents, I think it is, three languages over 1,400 to 1,600 years and all of them coming up with ultimately what is the same redemption story. It's the story of of redemption, God's love and redeeming you and I, paying for our salvation through His Son. But this is over 1,400 years, 40 to 44 different authors, three continents, three languages, and yet the same theme and same story. Why? Because God breathed on people. When people say, oh, people wrote the Word of God. Yeah, whatever. We know. They did, but they were breathed on by God. They're breathed on by God. See, I even see now what we're doing in Zambia. God breathed on us to do that. He breathed on us to do Rwanda. So when we're doing what God's taught us to do, the supernatural is there. The anointing is there. The grace is there. So God breathed on people and incredibly, they came up with the same redemption story, which is now put together in God's Word. And that's why you and I need to be hearing the Word of God And if I can encourage you, make sure you got a Bible app. I love my Bible app and I love to hear the Word of God God, because Romans 10, 17 says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Present present tense, infinitus. You need to keep hearing the Word of God and it builds faith. And uh, the Bible doesn't say reading gives you faith. It gives you, you'll get insight and you'll get a light and you'll get a lamp to your path. But the Bible actually says faith comes with it too. So I like to hear the Word of God. Uh, So if you get a Bible app going and you are hearing it every day, listen, your life will start to be transformed. Your life will start to be transformed. You want to try and hear it in the morning. Uh, You know, I'll hear Sue's got her Bible app going. I've got my Bible app going. I'll sometimes drive with my Bible app and then I'm walking and praying off what I heard that morning from the Word of God. I'll go and walk and pray and declare what I heard. And by the way, I'm praying for you every day. Usually I'm up in a park, I'm walking, I'm praying over you, praying over our church, praying over your life, your family, our team, our campuses. And I'm, you know, I'm getting it, but I'm also praying, Lord, what did you say to me today? Let me now speak that out in Jesus' Name. So everybody got to be in the Word to be equipped for the calling in Jesus' Name. Matthew 4.4, Jesus said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. If you want to be wise, build your life on God's Word. Because the because life is sucking faith out of you. Life is sucking, you know, at times you know, a lot out of us, right? And you feel like, oh my gosh, I feel depleted. But when we're in God's Word, God is filling you. 
And, uh, and the Bible's saying that really the analogy is, hey, listen, we like food, we like bread, but really what's gonna sustain you and sustain you in life is ultimately the Word of God. The Word of God. Um, you know, you can live for a good while without food, but I can't live too long without hope. <laughs> I need hope and I need faith and I need the Spirit of God, which comes from His Word. John 1.1 1, 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Everybody, Jesus is the Word of God. And so when you read the Bible, really you're seeing in the Old Testament, Jesus concealed, and in the New Testament, you're seeing Jesus revealed. He's hidden within the pages of the Old Testament. And in the New Testament, He is revealed. And, uh, but if you wanna know what Jesus is like, pick up your Bible, get your Bible app, because it's Him. <laughs> it is Him coming to us, breathed by the Father, coming to us so you can understand and know Jesus Christ. How good. Luke 24, 27 says, at the beginning... At, Mo, at Moses and all the prophets, Jesus, beginning there, expounded to them in all the Scriptures the things concerning Himself. So Jesus was teaching the disciples and the people about Himself. He's saying, hey, listen, I'm, gonna, I'm starting uh, with Moses, then I'm going to go to all the prophets, and I want you to understand and know me. And so we discover Him in His Word. C.S. Lewis said, Christ Himself is the true Word of God. The Bible read in the right spirit and with the guidance of good teachers will bring us to Him. So everything's about bringing us to Jesus. Psalm 12, here we go, another one. I hope you're taking a note, you guys. Some good, great Scriptures here. The words of the Lord are pure words. The NIV says the words of the Lord are flawless. Like silver tried in a furnace of earth, purified seven times. Wow. So when we're reading God's Word, we're reading His anointed, purified Word to us, bringing truth to us. Everybody, that was such a big value to me because I grew up in deception. I grew up in a whole lot of darkness, a whole lot of manipulation. When I became a Christian, I just could not get over that when I'd hear God's Word, even though I didn't always like it. <laughs> Anybody else? I'd hear and think, mm, don't, mm, can we move on from that? Because <laughs> I was getting convicted. But every time I heard God's Word, I'd go, that's the truth. That's the truth. That's the truth. I would know that's the truth. It was hitting me because I'd been in darkness. I'd grown up in deception. And now I have this light hitting my heart and my mind. And, uh, and I would know that is the truth. Everybody, when you get into the truth, gee, it's good. <laughs> when you get free, the Bible says, you shall know the truth, John 8.32, and the truth shall set you free. It's in knowing the truth. But you don't know the truth from a glimpse. You know the truth because you're walking in it, you're bathing in it, you're hearing it, you're surrounding it, and it's surrounding you, and it's infilling you, and suddenly like, oh my gosh, the, the truth has come and now I'm free. And that freedom is emotional. It's spiritual, absolutely. It's mental, physical, relational. There's all kinds of freedom that you start to experience because you're starting to know the truth. But as somebody said once, you will never possess what you never pursue. You will never possess what you never pursue. The difference with Christians is, are they in pursuit or not in pursuit? You can go to church and not be in pursuit of God. 
You can go to church and not be in pursuit of Jesus. You can go to church because it's social, it's kind of nice, it's kind of clean cut, but it's not a pursuit of Him. But when you pursue Him, then you begin to possess the promises of Him. Then you begin to possess Him. Then you begin to understand. Then you begin to be possess the breakthroughs. So just remember that you never possess what you never pursue. Get hungry and get in pursuit in Jesus' Name. Um, Yes, uh, let me go on there. Here we go. Uh, Judges 17 is such an interesting passage. And verse six is so powerful because the people were out of control. There's no king in Israel. And then God says in Judges 17, everyone did what was right in his own eyes. Wow. Isn't that, (laughs) when you see chaos in the world, that's when everybody's doing what is right in their own eyes. We need to say, Jesus, show me what is right in your eyes. Everyone here, we will all have different perspectives on what we think is right. Oh, well, I think that's right. Well, I think that's right. And I think that's right. And I think that's wrong. And I think that's wrong. We'll all have those perspectives. But what we need to say is, Lord, show me what you say is right. And show me what you say is wrong. And uh, we don't. And when I was younger, you know, they used to say, "Help me to hate what you hate, and help me to love what you love." That sounds a bit harsh in our era today, but in actual fact, it's good because I liked a lot of things that were dark when I got saved, and I didn't hate them, and I didn't dislike them. But I was sick. I was weak. I was in bondage. And I had to say, Jesus, help me now to love what you love, hate what you hate. And Lord, help me not to now live my life by what I think is right, but what you say is right. And then Ephesians 5.26 is so good because it says in the Amplified, so that He might sanctify the church, having cleansed her, look at this, by the washing of water with the Word of God. So right there, the Bible's saying God's going to wash His church. He's going to wash you and I through the water of the Word of God. So when you are spending time in the Word of God, when you're hearing the Word of God, not just giving glib attention to the Word of God, but you're like, I'm really going to get into the Word of God. I'm really going to get into my Bible. I really want to know about this. The Bible says you have the washing of the Word of God come over your heart, over your spirit, over your mind, over your life. And guess what? You always have freedom come with that in Jesus' Name. Charles Spurgeon said, Bible study is the metal that forges a Christian. Bible study is the metal that forges a Christian. How how do you stand strong in the midst of a dark world? How do you stand strong uh, in the midst of, you know, challenges in your life? How do you stand strong over not a year, not two years? I'm up for 42, but it's still got a long way to go. How do you stand strong? Well, right here it says, Bible study is the metal that forges a Christian, Charles Spurgeon said. So it means I've got to go, I want to learn about holiness. I want to learn about humility. And you start to search it out in God's Word. And suddenly as you're searching out in God's Word and then, you know, and also maybe seeing what some of these old ancient uh, uh, preachers would say, suddenly it's just, it's strengthening you and you're getting stronger and you can feel weakness is leaving and you can feel this strength coming in your life to stand strong, especially when you've had, if you've grown up in unfaithful situations, unfaithful families, some of us, that's all we had. And now God is helping you to be faithful and stand strong when normally you would not be able to.
First open your heart, then open your Bible. First open your heart, then open your Bible. Ronald Reagan said too, within the covers of the Bible are the answers for all the problems men and women face. Billy Graham said, if you're ignorant of God's Word, you will always be ignorant of God's will. Wow. If you're ignorant of God's Word, you'll always be ignorant of God's will. Everybody, I can come up with a lot of wills for me and Sue, my life, do this, do that, do the other. All of it to me and to God and to me ultimately will be meaningless. Why do I wanna come up with stuff that I'm not created for, I'm not designed to do, God never gave me the gifts and talents for, and I'm just doing stuff. No, I wanna know that I am doing God's will. I want to know I'm doing God's will. When I was standing in Zambia last week preaching, I knew I had been planned and designed to stand in Zambia right now in this moment and preach in our church. I know that is God's will. I wasn't there thinking, should I be here? Should I not be here? No, it's God's will. You need to know this is God's will. Otherwise say, Lord, whatever season I've been in, move me out of this, Lord. I'm gonna distrust You, I'm gonna look to You. And Lord, in the days ahead, move me into Your will in Jesus' Name. Here's another good thought. As we fill our minds with the truth of God's Word, we will be better able to recognise the lies in our own thinking, as well as the lies that the world presses upon us. Wow. I think I need to say that one more time. As we fill our minds with the truth of God's Word, we'll be better able to recognise the lies in our own thinking. Gee, they hide in there, don't they? As well as the lies that the world presses upon us. And David actually said in Psalm 119, King David, verse 11, he said, I have stored up Your Word in my heart that I might not sin against You. Wow. King David, the great King of God's Word, had a heart after God. He said, I've stored up Your Word. I put it in here. Lord, I'm putting Your Word in so that I don't hurt You by sinning against You. What a great heart and how powerful everybody is the outcome for all of us that the enemy's plan to keep us in bondage or to take us in a bondage gets broken in Jesus' Name. You know, today everything's about group victimhood, group think, categories of oppression. It's about all this stuff, you know, and they put you into groups and all that. And you know what? It's exactly the opposite of Jesus. Jesus comes and sees you and I and He looks at you. He looks at you. Jesus comes and looks directly at you. He looks at you as an individual. He looks at you as uniquely gifted, uniquely talented. And he, and then, listen everybody, this is the difference between God and the world. Then God speaks to your individual heart. God speaks to your individual heart. The world's doing group this, group that, group that. I was a victim, my whole childhood was a victim and locked in rooms, locked in houses, locked in poverty. But I decided, Jesus, I wanna take your route can you pull me out of victimhood? <laughs> and he said, yes, I will. And, uh, and I remember God saying to me, Jared, I'm not gonna treat you like a victim any longer. You're a victor. You're a victor. You're a victor. I remember it so clearly. And I said, Lord, I'll take that, but I'm gonna need help. And, uh, but I realised then, God looks at us individually and then He speaks to your heart individually. Don't worry about what everybody else is doing. Don't get caught up in all everybody else's lives. Far too many people are just caught up with, what are, what are, you, what are you doing? What are you doing? What's happening? No, no, no. God sees you. 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 God sees your individual heart. And He says to me, you come to me. 
you come to me. Zacchaeus, come down from the tree. I'm gonna have dinner with you today. Let's eat at your house. Mary Magdalene, I'm coming to you. Let <laughs> me come over there. He, he's going to everybody individually. And they didn't change Jesus. The world's trying to change Jesus. When Jesus came to them, He changed them. When Jesus came to them and they opened their heart, they were changed. They were changed. They were changed. They were changed. Can I just encourage everybody, don't try and change Jesus. He's the, he's the God of the universe. He's a great Father. He's a great protector. He's a great Saviour. But He's come to change you and me. He's come to free us. God wrote a love letter to imperfect people so we might embrace His perfect, lavish love. Oh, I need to read that one more time. God wrote a love letter to imperfect people. <laughs> Here we are. So we might embrace His perfect, lavish love. Thank you so much for joining us online today. Really great to have you with us. And special thanks to those also who give online. Your generosity is making the way for others to hear the message of Jesus, both here in Australia and around the world. If you enjoyed today's message, I'd love to encourage you to share this message with a friend, a workmate, a family member. And let's believe together that it will powerfully impact their life for good in Jesus' name. If you're unable to be with us at one of our church locations, uh, both here in Australia and around the world, please join us online every Sunday for Global Heart at Home on YouTube. God bless and have a great week.